defund universities. Mr. Reagan. All right, now we all know that the universities today in America are merely Marxist re-education camps. Now, in a recent video, I talked about the Marxist infiltration of the Democrat Party and how effective they've been. I played a clip for you of a guy named Yuri Bezmenov. This was a Soviet propagandist who defected in the 1970s. Actually, 1970, exactly. And he claimed that once students were programmed, nothing could wake them from their delusion. Let me play that part of the clip now. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions. Uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind, even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. The result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. Universities today have become like the entitled students they're brainwashing. They're safe. They know that mommy government will keep funding them no matter how irresponsibly they act. There's zero accountability because so much of their funding comes from the government. They just teach whatever they want without consequence. All right, let's get into the details of this. But first, of course, I have to sell you something. Imagine if you had received a personal invitation to invest $50 in Uber when it was just a startup. On IPO day, you could have made $248,250. That same $50 invested in Amazon before it IPO'd could have made you over $7 million. Mike Marcula was Apple's first angel investor. On IPO day, his windfall was already 220,552%. But that was when Apple was only worth $1.8 billion. Think about how much Markula's net worth grew as Apple blazed a path to becoming the first $1 trillion company in U.S. history. And without him, iPhones, Apple Watches, iPads, and other devices that we use in our everyday lives may never have been invented. Look at these surprising returns from these popular startup companies, some earning 583,264% return surge. What would you rather be, an angel investor or an IPO investor? The choice is clear as day. How would you feel if you could lock in a ground floor opportunity in the hottest startups this year that everybody is fighting over. Fortunately, Shark Tank's Robert Herjavec and his team of ultra-successful angel investors are here to help deliver angel deals with life-changing upside delivered to you on a silver platter. Watch the free video at GetAngelRich.com or click the link in the description to see how you can participate in these potentially lucrative deals before the mainstream finds out about them. That's GetAngelRich.com. So now here's the thing. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people about defunding universities, and some people say that, well, if the federal government doesn't fund some of these universities, some of them will die off. Some of the smaller universities won't be able to function. And I say, that's so right. I mean, if you're a small university... You should still be able to survive merely based on the fact that you're a good university, you attract students that are willing to pay the price that you have set, and you should be able to run at a level of efficiency that doesn't cause you to spend more than you're taking in, just like any other business. So if you're a poorly run university and you're not not making enough money to function, 
you should go bankrupt. We should just get rid of you. Other universities that are better or that are at least more financially efficient or effective, they're going to survive and thrive and maybe just take more students in. Universities tend to be criticized by both political parties for astronomical tuition fees. Now, here's the thing. The left thinks that all universities should be free. Well, of course they do because they're Marxists and they want all of our students going to Marxist re-education camps. But this is, of course, absurd. We need to take the Marxism out of the universities, first of all. But also, we do need, I mean, they, they have a, a certain kind of a point, which is that university is useful or can be useful. And if you take the Marxism out of it, it is a useful entity. It does teach kids how to perform effectively in certain professions. And so we do need to reduce the cost of universities. But here's the thing. Universities used to be affordable. People could have a job and actually pay their way through university. This is no longer true. Why? Because universities started paying these massive scholarships. They, they started giving universities all this money for scholarships. And basically, universities are now massively subsidized by the government. And so universities said, well, if the government is paying these huge scholarships and we're getting all this subsidy, you know, we're getting all this money from, for all these, from all these students, let's just raise tuition rates like ridiculously high. We'll give scholarships to the people we want in. The people who can pay for it, the rich kids, you know, they'll just pay for it. And the federal government will give, you know, scholarships to poor kids who maybe can't afford it. So it all works out, right? So all the universities across the country started charging a gazillion dollars per year for your, your student to go to university. If we end government-sponsored scholarships for universities, tuition will instantly plummet. Now, this is the primary funding I'm criticizing, the, the student grants, federal scholarships, this stuff, right? A lot of people won't like that because they'll say, well, what about the poor kids? What about the poor kids? Okay, first of all, college colleges can give their own scholarships. We don't need federal scholarships. Two, and I, I just thought about this, so this isn't in my script. I got to think about it for a second. I don't know how many federal scholarships go specifically to women or like black kids or, you know, specific groups, stuff like that. I hate that stuff. Okay, I hate that stuff. If you're poor and you need a scholarship, great, you should get a scholarship. But it shouldn't go to you if you're poor and black or if you're poor and a woman. Like whoever is the best performer should just, they should get the scholarship. I, I hate this, you know, this identity politics BS. We're, we're done with that, right? We're done with that. We don't need to do that anymore. So if the federal government is participating in that, that needs to end anyway. And three... The truth is, and this really is legit, many people do not need college, all right? I, I didn't need college. The degree I got was awful, okay? The university I went to was awful. I mean, I'm sure people will think, oh, you shouldn't say that about your university. It was awful, okay? I did not need to go, and I'll just say it out loud, okay? I went to film school at the University of Miami. Biggest waste of money ever. Completely and utterly pointless, all right? I... Did I enjoy my time in college? Yeah, I would say that I did. But I certainly didn't need to spend that ridiculous amount of money to go to a film school that didn't teach me anything. Honestly, those university professors at University of Miami were useless at film school. Now, not all of them were useless. Some of them were okay. But none of them were amazing. The vast majority of the university professors that I had were terrible, useless. I didn't learn anything from that university. Honestly, I learned most of my cinematography stuff from YouTube. I mean, if you want to learn cinematography, just watch YouTube videos on cinematography or on different cameras, different lenses. You'll learn all that stuff. You don't need to go to college for it. We didn't have YouTube when I went to college, so and I, I didn't know about. I didn't know that I was wasting my money. I didn't know that. All right, I didn't know I was wasting my parents' money. I feel guilty about it to this day. I feel like I got ripped off. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll sue the college. 
Now, statistically speaking, degree holders do earn more money. Statistically. Do I sound drunk when I say statistically? It's like the judicial system. It's like the hardest <laughs> judicial system. Nobody ever says it right. <laughs> it's like it's weird. Weird. There's certain things that you say that make you sound drunk. And statistically is one and judicial system is the other. <laughs> no, I'm not drunk. I'm drinking coffee, I swear. All right. All right. Let's go back to my point. Degree holders do earn more money statistically. But it's is that the degree or is that the intellect of the people who are making that money? So what I mean by that is people who are relatively intelligent, do well in school, they tend to go to university whether or not they're they're raised in a wealthy family or not. Because usually if you're really smart, even if you're poor, you'll get some kind of scholarship, you go to college. So those people, when they graduate with a degree, the degree does the degree help them to make money after they graduate? Or does the fact that they were intelligent from the beginning help them to make more money? And if they hadn't gone to college and just saved that money instead, would they have made more money starting out earlier and got ahead faster if they just went straight into the job market? It's an interesting question. So in that sense, I, I'm not actually convinced that having a degree improves the amount of money that you can make. Now, in certain fields, obviously, it's true. Like if you get um, a degree, you know, a more advanced degree, especially like in law or in, in medicine, you're, you're, of course, going to make more money. Uh, and so certain professions, obviously, you have to go to university in order to, to work in those professions. And so I don't think that college is useless for everyone, but college is useless for a huge number of people. And I do think those people should be discouraged from going to university. We, we have this idea in America today that everybody needs to go to university. Like, everybody has to go to university. It's, I grew up thinking that it was really not a question. Like, all of me and my siblings, we all knew from a very young age we were going to college. There's no question. And I don't think that's right. I don't think people should grow up with this idea that I'm definitely going to college, no question. I think there should be an option. I think that we need to get it out of our heads that college is absolutely mandatory. One of my good friends, Kurt, he never went to college. He's one of the smartest guys I know. Brilliant, successful, great guy, no college, no problem. All right, but moving beyond just the tuition, we also have research grants. Universities get a lot of money from the federal government for research grants, and because of this, universities fund a lot of utterly moronic research. All right, I'm just going to read a list. I just randomly looked up a list of the stupidest research grants ever. This one says, The Obama administration plans to spend between 16 and $20 million helping students from Indonesia get master's degrees. I don't know if that ever happened, but that is on this list. Uh, and apparently the U.S. government spent $175,587 to determine if cocaine makes Japanese quails engage in sexually risky behavior. And apparently the federal government has shelled out $3 million to researchers at the University of California, Irvine, to fund their research on video games such as World of Warcraft. <laughs> All right, here's another one. A total of $615,000 was given to the University of California at Santa Cruz to digitize photos, t-shirts, and concert tickets belonging to the Grateful Dead. Seems like a good use of taxpayer money. One professor at Stanford University was apparently given $239,100 to study how Americans use the internet to find love. 
The National Science Foundation once spent $216,000 to study whether or not politicians gain or lose support by taking ambiguous positions. Useful information for some people, I guess. One professor at Dartmouth University was given $137... Wait, $137, that'd be nice. $137,530 to create a recession-themed video game entitled Layoff. I'm sure it was amazing. I remember that big hit video game, Layoff. Don't you remember that, guys? That was awesome. The National Institutes of Health, the NIH, paid researchers $400,000 to find out why gay men in Argentina engage in risky sexual behavior when they're drunk. (laughs) Also, the NIH once spent $442,340 to study the behavior of male prostitutes in Vietnam. Well, the NIH is obsessed with very strange things. Actually, the next line here, they say, the, the NIH loves to spend our tax money on really bizarre things. I concur. The NIH once spent $800,000 in stimulus funds to study the impact of a genital washing program on men in South Africa. What is going on at the NIH? They just, maybe just defund the NIH. And I, I've heard of a lot of other research programs that the NIH has spent money on and and that the federal government has, for whatever reason, given grants to. I I don't understand what they're thinking half the time. I don't don't know why they do that. I I honestly have no idea. Maybe somebody out there can write in the comments why this happens. But look, if if we end these grants, if we stop them, then it would force universities to cut the fat. Right? There, there's a great line about this in the movie Ghostbusters. You're always so concerned about your reputation. Einstein did his best stuff when he was working as a patent clerk. You know how much a patent clerk earns? No. Personally, I like the university. They gave us money and facilities. We didn't have to produce anything. You've never been out of college. You don't know what it's like out there. I've worked in the private sector. They expect results. In universities today, there tends to be an absurd standard base-level education that all students must endure alongside their professional focus, their major. And this base-level education is referred to appropriately as a liberal arts education. Of course, this has nothing to do with being politically liberal. This has to do with having a broad education. Historically, this was possibly a good thing. I I don't know how beneficial it has been to society, but I imagine there has been some benefit. However, this smorgasbord of disciplines has changed in recent years and has become infested with grievance studies classes, gender studies, African-American studies, queer studies, Chicano studies, etc. To be clear, these are all Marxist indoctrination programs. And if we want to save the university system in the United States, we have to purge these universities of this insidious infestation. Now, I think this can be done if we stop subsidizing universities with federal taxpayer dollars. Anytime a business has to make itself more efficient, it cuts the fat. It cuts the stuff they want, but they don't need. No university needs to teach queer studies. This is something they have the luxury to do because they're already making enough money that they can include superfluous crap and not suffer for it. But these classes hardly attract students to the university, and I think more and more students and parents are recognizing that universities are overcharging them for these BS classes. If these universities were not subsidized by the federal government and could only rely on the scholarships they give out themselves, they would, they'd really have to refocus their efforts and attract all the students that they, they could. 
And many universities, I suspect, would cut the liberal arts model and merely allow students to focus on their degree, much like a community college or a trade school, or else they would have to realign their liberal arts courses to be actually valuable to the students. Now, I would say that I'm not probably the best authority on this issue, but I have conferred with a few people who have advanced degrees in STEM fields and one friend who works at a university as a professor in a science lab. And there are different perspectives on this that I found. On the one hand, some people believe that we should pump more money into government spending on spe- in specific fields. NIH spending could increase in order to develop new medical technologies and pharmaceuticals you know, to keep America on top. But others believe that taking away government funding, even from this critical research, will benefit these programs because it'll force universities to focus on breakthroughs which are in high demand and will produce greater revenue. Another point made by one of these people that I talked to is that federal money tends to go toward what they call indirect costs, like renting a lab or something. And these costs are often fairly insignificant. But if that's true, I say, you know, if it's insignificant, taking that burden off the taxpayer, that shouldn't be a problem. So in conclusion, I do think that we must sever the financial connection between the federal government and the universities completely. It seems to me that these massive subsidies only encourage waste. And I suspect that if we can force universities to be more efficient and more responsible, they'll have to cut more of the waste. And hopefully they'll finally recognize that the SJW grievance studies departments can be utterly done away with. In short, defund the universities. Well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Good night. And it's been said if we lose that war and in so doing lose this way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. You know, someone very profoundly once said many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of liberalism.